So I've got a clock running on myself, so I don't go overboard on this. I am a little bit of a geek and a nerd, especially when it comes to two things, one of them being language and the other being Pentecost. Pentecost is my favorite church holiday. So the timer is going to be important tonight. What I want to talk about tonight is the way that I sort of understand this pairing of scripture, the pairing of the story of the Tower of Babel with the story of um, Pentecost. So one way that I have often heard the Tower of Babel interpreted is that the um, people are building this high tower that competes with God. And God kind of gets jealous and says, y'all shouldn't be doing that. You're going to all speak different languages so you can't work together to build this tower that competes with me. So it's kind of like all of these different languages are a curse from God. Now, I have several problems with this. One, I don't know that God would necessarily get jealous of a tower that's like... I I just don't understand how a tower can compete with all of the splendor of God. We'll put it that way. Two, um, being the lover of language that I am, I have trouble seeing languages as a curse. So that kind of makes me question it. And three, um, kind of leading into both of those things, I wonder if God's problem isn't about the tower, but about the way that the people are treating each other. So let me explain a little bit what I mean by that. In building these huge buildings in the past, there was often slave labor and um, forced labor and uh, very harsh conditions put upon the people doing the building. Often they're um, minority populations, the, the lower class, people who didn't have a choice in what they were doing. So I'm wondering if that's not more what God is taking issue with here, is the way that the builders of this high tower are being treated. Which kind of leads into my, my thinking on what this language is meant to do. So if you've ever been to a foreign country where you don't speak the language, you know the incredible effort that it takes to form relationships and to have a simple conversation. Now, I'm one of those kind of... um, Let me rephrase that. I often appreciate the things that I have to work harder for more than the things that come easily. So I'm wondering if this differentiation of language isn't um, an encouragement to appreciate the people who are different rather than a curse upon the people. But the thing about it is that's just looking at the, the Tower of Babel passage. So part of the curse is the resolution of the curse as seen in the story of Pentecost. So during Pentecost, people say, well, the problem is the language. That was what the curse was. So Pentecost kind of is a a restoration of 
the way things are supposed to be with everybody speaking the same language. I don't mean to call people out for lazy reading of the text. However, I don't think the text actually says that everybody's speaking the same language. If you go back and you look at it, it says, um, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And then a little further along, and it says, um, utterly amazed, they, the, the crowd of people, all who understand different languages, are saying, aren't all these who, who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? So to me, that says, it's not that everybody's speaking the same language. It's that each of these people, the people proclaiming the word of God, are speaking the language that is easiest to understand for the person hearing them. So, if the, the miracle of Pentecost is not a restoration to the one universal language, but is instead the people speaking in the language of those they are speaking to, how can different languages be a curse? Like, if the, if the purpose of the miracle were to solve the curse, but the languages aren't reunited into a single language, were the differing languages the curse? What if instead the curse was the separation, the disputes, the arguments that arose because the people didn't take the time to learn each other's languages? You see how that might work here? Instead of not taking the time and speaking different languages and getting upset because somebody doesn't understand you on your first try. You've got these people who are speaking in the language, not that they're most comfortable with, although, I mean, maybe it is in this miraculous moment they are, but in the language that the people they're speaking to are most comfortable with. Do you follow me? Do you see where I'm going with this? Is this making sense? So where in the Tower of Babel, the people are going their different ways because they don't understand each other. On the day of the Pentecost, the Holy Spirit's bringing them back together because they are understanding each other. They're making the effort. Not because they're speaking the same language, but because they're taking the time, they're putting in the energy, they're making the effort. Um, they're loving their neighbor. That's a thing we like to do, right? Love our neighbors. Now, the next big question to ask, and I'm only gonna take just a brief minute 
to kind of get you started thinking about it because I think it'll be more helpful for you to spend a little bit of time reflecting on what it looks like for you is if the curse isn't the different languages and if the miracle isn't the restoration of the one language but is instead the reaching out to our neighbors what does that mean for us today? What does that mean when we have a world full of different cultures, cultures being very closely related to language, a world full of different religions, religions being linked to both language and culture, um, a world full of different ethnic and um, uh, ethnic and cultural groups, kind of again with the cultural. But these groups uh, hearing the good news in their own language rather than being restored to a time when the same language was spoken. How can you speak the language of your neighbor?